Hello and welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker and today I will be doing a rapid review of the brand new horror film from James Wan, Malignant from 2021. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. And if you're new because you wanted to check out a review of this new movie, Malignant, thank you so much for coming by. Hope that you enjoy it and that you share with friends. So there are a bunch of new horror movies coming out between like now and January. And this is a very exciting time to be a horror fan. And especially if you got to see this movie, this is a very exciting movie. It's a very kind of new and sort of fresh take on a, I guess what I will call a slasher. Um, it's, th this is a very fun and unique movie. Um, the first half of this talk will be a spoiler free review where I'll be sharing my thoughts and opinions. And then I will be sure to give you a warning once I start to get into the more spoiler detailed kind of things that I liked and didn't. So Malignant, as I said, was written and directed by James Wan. And it was also co-written by Akella Cooper, who was a writer for Hellfest, American Horror Story, and Luke Cage. And also Ingrid Bisu. She was an actor in this movie as well. She played Winnie, the evidence collector that was in this. So my expectations going into Malignant was that I thought that this was going to be a very gritty, scary, hard-to-look-at type of movie. Um, it honestly kind of fell underneath the radar for me for a little bit because I think the first I heard of this was I was listening to a review of Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I was listening to a review of it by Sean Fennessy, who is a film kind of like reviewer and critic that I admire. He is a pretty awesome uh, podcast host and uh, content creator over at the Ringer Network. And I was listening to him talk about The Devil Made Me Do It. And he mentioned how he heard rumblings about this new project that James Wan was working on, which was Malignant. And that was the first time I heard of it. And he was discussing about how this movie is supposed to be deeply unsettling and very dark. Um, and the trailers really do kind of give you that vibe that this is going to be a very dark, twisted, kind of uh, like unsettling movie. And honestly, I, 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 first off, I liked the movie. I thought it was really good. It was, I found it to be unique and original. Um, I think if you're a horror fan, you will enjoy it. This is definitely a movie that is putting horror first, I think. Um, I mean, there is, this is also kind of a plot heavy movie and I'll get into that. But um, if you're a horror fan, I think that you will have a ton of fun with this movie. That being said, I didn't find this to be overwhelmingly scary, like how I thought it was going to be and how the trailers kind of allude to. Don't get me wrong. There were moments of tension particularly in the first half of the movie. Um, but the movie kind of completely changes, I think for the better, um, about halfway through, and it's less atmospheric and more of a spectacle, if that makes sense. That being said, the first half was kind of scary, um, but the second half wasn't, but it was still just a ton of fun, freaking wild, nuts, um, and very violent. This is a very violent but like awesome movie um i saw that this has a pretty high kill count i think i saw somewhere on the internet that there was like 
38 deaths in this movie. So that's that's pretty crazy. Um, as I said, I found this to be incredibly entertaining and very original. This is a fun take on slashers. I'm, I'm trying to be careful about what I say because the the trailers give you a certain expectation of the type of horror story that you're going to get. And I'm, I'm a little hesitant to go into the sub-genre categorization during the spoiler-free review. Um, so I think I might save that for the spoiler half of this. But uh, it is a definitely fun slasher, I think. Uh, the direction, I felt like it was really great. That was, I think, probably one of the best, one of the better things of this movie. It was so nice to see James Wan back behind the camera because I really missed him during uh, Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. So we got some really beautiful, awesome tracking shots, overhead tracking shots, going between rooms, down hallways and things like that. That was just super cool. Of course, lots of like upside down turning shots as James Wan likes to do. I did find the acting to be a little subpar. Um, it wasn't great. It, it kind of like almost came off as like, B horror movie kind of to me I I don't know I mean I mean B horror movie is a lot of fun and there's nothing wrong with that but I don't know I was just kind of expecting something better in that aspect um if you're wanting to like watch like a dramatic or serious horror this probably wouldn't be for you um because it is it's not full-blown campy it's not that but it's just I don't know it's I feel like a lot of the characters were kind of more caricatures of like what a cop is or a detective is or like the sister of the final girl is supposed to be like it kind of just felt very stock kind of like characters I wasn't I just didn't feel a whole lot of depth or great like emotional acting from anyone in this but I mean it's still enjoyable and very watchable but um that is where I felt like this movie kind of suffered it also kind of suffers in the pacing there wasn't a whole lot of setup you could tell that this movie was definitely in a rush to get to the point and get to the cool turns that this movie has in store for you. Uh, so I felt like because of that, it kind of lost some of the atmospheric horror that we definitely could have gotten from this. But because of that, we do get some super awesome action set pieces in this movie. Holy shit, there's just, there's just some great uh, fight sequences and long tracking like lots of choreography great choreographed fight sequences in like large rooms with people like this was this was like I said a very entertaining and fun movie and a fresh a fresher take on some stuff as opposed to like what we've gotten lately so all that being said I would recommend this movie like I said if you're a horror fan you will enjoy this the creature design of Gabriel I felt like was very cool um the stuff that we do get to see did feel kind of cheap at some points um I, I felt like that the character design itself could have been better in certain scenes that we saw we, we actually like got to see the face or certain limbs or whatever um I feel like it, it definitely kind of felt like a first draft of the creature like when we got to see the face and things like that and I I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if there were some more interesting or even scarier looking things that were left on the cutting room floor when they were going through you know the the creature design for this again all that being said i think that this movie is a lot of fun definitely go watch it on hbo max I, f I have a feeling that if i were to rewatch this 
I would buy into it earlier on um, and have more fun with it. I had a lot of fun with this, but it wasn't until the halfway point in this movie that I was sold on it, if that makes sense. As I said, that being said, I would definitely recommend it. Go check it out on HBO Max. And if you haven't seen this movie and don't want to be spoiled, go ahead, pause this, watch the movie, come back. Or if you're like, I, if you're one of those people that like spoilers before going to movies, please stick around. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll get into the spoilers. Ever wish you could go back in time to the Saturday mornings of your childhood, eating cereal and watching your favorite cartoons? Well, we don't provide the cereal, but we do have a cartoon time machine to take you to animated shows of the past, present, and future. And even just some stuff that doesn't exist, but wouldn't it be cool if it did? We're your animates, Katie and Scarlett, and we'd like to invite you to join us on our podcast, Cartoon Time Machine, releasing new episodes of Cartoon Fun Times every Sunday morning. We're two film majors who love to talk cartoons and get way too into them. So if you want to hear two adults getting way too invested in the world of Steven Universe. Or answering the age-old question of whether Sugamama would beat General Amaya in a fight. Or just trying to figure out what Tom Kenny voiced in every show. Tune in to Cartoon Time Machine, part of That's Not Canon Productions. See you there! Okay, so welcome to the spoiler review part of this episode. So I kind of feel like I need to do a quick plot synopsis because this is there this is a movie with a lot of twists and turns and I love that. I love all the twists that were in this. And again, this is a movie that can be spoiled for you. So I'm about to go over the some of the major spoiler plot points in this. So a synopsis of this movie is that we open up on some sort of medical research facility in 1993, which was my birth year. And these are like medical or like tape recordings of a medical professional doctor kind of uh, documenting these experiments and surgeries with a patient that they are um, performing and doing. And they are holding some sort of monster that is strong enough to be throwing around the medical staff. And you're getting a lot of like Hawkins Labs vibes from Stranger Things, which is which is good, a lot of fun. I like that. And also, besides uh, the Hawkins Labs vibes from that, the actual sanitarium of this medical facility that we are at, it's over. It's very tall, and it's right on a cliff, and it gives me a lot of. It feels like that it was heavily inspired from the 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill, which I kind of love. I thought, I was like, oh, that's really kind of fun to see. I, I liked all that. We then, after the cold open with this monster throwing around the medical staff, we cut to present day and we focus on a pregnant character named Maddie who is being abused by her boyfriend, Derek. He yells and pushes her into a wall, causing her head to kind of crack open and bleed. Uh, later that night, a spooky creature breaks, question marks, breaks into the house and this is Gabriel, and Gabriel kills Derek and then attacks Maddie. During this attack, uh, Maddie's baby is lost in, in a miscarriage, and Maddie is now the prime suspect for Derek's death. And this movie kind of turns into sort of a, like a detective cop uh, procedural kind of... I mean, they're all trying to figure out who murdered Derek and who's murdering these other doctors. And it it's looking like Maddie's doing it, but obviously it's kind of like she's being framed. And the big twist of this movie, though, is that it turns out that Gabriel is a malignant cranial growth, a twin absorbed in utero, that lives within the skull of Maddie, and Gabriel was let loose when Derek cracked her head open. 
and Gabriel is able to manipulate the reality of Maddie and use her body. And when he does use her body, it's all backwards. So like her arms reach behind her and she walks backwards. And that I loved. I thought that was so freaking cool and so unique. And I felt like that they were giving us hints that Maddie and Gabriel were like these um, were tethered together, that they were these mirror images of each other. And I loved like a lot of the visual clues that they gave for that. Uh, one that really stuck out to me was that, so in the attic where Gabriel is hiding out, that's where he has established his like layer. Um, there is this big like attic fan in the wall. And of course this kind of casts like the shadow. And what I loved about that is that the parallel for that to Maddie is that in her bathroom, she has a window up in the wall, kind of like where it would be like visually the same where the fan would be and the way that the window panes work is that it looks like a fan as well. So we get those same, the same types of shadow are cast in that room. So I thought that was a very cool visual paralleling between them two. And also there was a really cool moment where uh, Maddie was on the phone, I believe with Gabriel and she was in the bathroom and in the shot, it was uh, structured or blocked so that we could see the back of Maddie's head in the mirror as she's talking on the phone to Gabriel. So I thought that was like a very cool visual clue of like how, of how she is like talking to herself and we see the back of her head as she's talking. I just thought oh, that was really good. I really liked that a bunch. So I, I, I really love the originality of this movie. Um, the creature design, as I said, was super creepy at times, but the, like when we see Gabriel like in those uh, video logs from the doctor and we see it's kind of like this skeleton like looking growth on the back of her head, kind of like a fucked up Voldemort from, from the first Harry Potter. And just like when you see like the arms, like it's obviously a puppet, which I, I, I you know, I, I love practical effects and everything, but it just looked a little cheesy. Like it did look like a Halloween prop. It, like, it kind of looked like one of those things that you would get at Spirit Halloween that you put in your yard that would motion activate. That's what kind of looked like to me. And so I kind of would have liked, I don't know, it's, it's something a little bit more compelling there. Also, the the CGI face of Gabriel kind of just looked like hamburger meat with olives in it for, for the eyes. Um, I, I don't know. I it, it was It was creepy and spooky to look at, but... I, I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like it could have been a little bit better. Um, and as I said, that like I felt like that this movie decided to go more with like the spectacle of like the action choreographed fight sequences instead of creepy at atmosphere intention. Um, so like like moments where I felt like we could have used more atmosphere, more tension, more spooks and scares. Um, was when Maddie's sister goes to the abandoned sanitarium by herself and she has to go to the basement of the sanitarium to find the files and nothing happens. And like, I felt like that this would have been a super cool part of the movie to build a lot of tension. Like, let's like focus on this, have like a cool chase scene or something. It makes sense why Gabriel didn't show up because I believe that Maddie was incapacitated at this point in the movie. Um, or maybe she was arrested. I can't remember, but it, it. I don't know. I just felt like that. That would have been a very key opportunity to have a very spooky set piece, a very creepy set piece, and it ended up kind of being a very short 
scene and not too much came out of it besides just moving the plot forward. Um, so it was stuff like that that I wish we got a little bit more atmosphere. That being said, what we got instead with these really awesome kick-ass violent fight sequences that were heavily choreographed and brilliantly shot of Maddie being taken over by Gabriel in the police precinct was fucking badass holy cow and that's also like a point in the movie where your jaw drops you know because so so far at this point in the movie all of the fights that we've seen with gabriel have been from gabriel's front which is kind of confusing to say so gabriel like where gabriel's face so the back of maddie gabriel's front and so we see the fight sequences through that pov but now that we know the twist that um he is within her and he is the malignant part of this movie now these fight sequences are from the back of Gabriel, which is Maddie's front. And so we're seeing Maddie's face in, I mean, her face, her eyes are closed and everything. So we see Maddie's face through all these fight sequences. And it's just so cool. Cause you know, her eyes are closed. It's like, Oh wow. Like the, cho- the choreography of this is just amazing. It was so badass and very violent. And also a lot of like crazy, like Jason esque kills <laughs> with uh, just the, 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 you know, just the hands and melee kills. I, it was just so great. Lots of broken bones, crushed skulls. Uh, this was a pretty bloody movie, but I didn't find it to be overly grotesque or anything, which I appreciate minus all of like the, the medical surgery videos that I got to see. Yikes. That was a lot. <laughs> um, and I also want to say that the, that these fight scenes in the precincts where Gabriel is just manhandling and murdering these cops in the precincts it felt like it kind of felt inspired from terminator when when schwarzenegger kind of goes through and just murders all the cops in the precinct it really did kind of felt like it was in that same vein which i appreciate which is you know good so this was so that was something i was not expecting to get and i really liked um which kind of which is why i was saying at the beginning of this that it's kind of hard to give a sub-genre categorization of this without really spoiling it because this movie is marketed as a paranormal movie this movie is marketed as a ghost movie demonic movie and you are surprised to find out that this is actually a crazy slasher so i kind of had this as falling into sci-fi horror action slasher thriller mystery movie (laughs) it kind of touches all of those things um and the kills in this were great. I love the kills. Um, as I said earlier, according to a source on the internet that I saw, that there were about 38 kills in this movie, which is a really high body count. Definitely, I believe, the most for a James Wan movie, I think. What's cool about this, you know, how this bleeds into action and slashers, that we get both the slasher, stalkery type of kills while also getting these wild multiple kills and crazily choreographed fight sequences so I, I really appreciated that too and i think that my favorite kill that wasn't part of one of the major set pieces was the the, the male doctor that he kills in his bed and this was when i believe maddie has this vision where she like wakes up and she sees herself in bed with him and then we we actually get to see gabriel stab him in the face and head with that really awesome trophy dagger that he makes. Um, I think that was my favorite kill that wasn't part of a set piece because, one, we got to see it all, and it was very violent, and it was also... It, there's, like, so many things I pay attention to. Like, you, you you could pay attention to the blood and how his face is being stabbed and everything, or you could be paying attention to 
just how wonky and like weird and off-putting it is like because you know gabriel's arms are like backwards so like the arms are like bending super weird and awkwardly and it's just like what the fuck is going on and it's ah, it's just it was really cool so and i did love that little flair of maddie being like quote like teleported to these rooms and she thought that they were visions and we you know the twist is that they're not really visions she's just she's able to subconsciously kind of view it because she's you know still stuck in that same brain as gabriel which was again very cool and clever i felt like that there weren't too many plot holes in this i don't think besides like how did they get their powers i kind of just assumed that they were just born mutants and you know that's enough that's all we need i guess i don't know last scene i really want to point out that i loved that my jaw just dropped on the floor was when maddie slash emily's biological mother fell through the attic and we see that she's been in maddie's house this whole time that is when i went what the fuck is going on in this movie this is amazing that that, that was what really hooked me and draw, drew me back into the movie because as i said before it i was like this pacing it's really weird there isn't a whole lot of setup not getting too much atmospheric tension i'm not really sure where this is going the acting is kind of weak and then that happened i was like all right i'm fucking glued what the hell is going on so that was really awesome the messaging in this movie was very interesting to me i felt like that this movie was pretty coded as a pro-choice slash like reproductive rights message uh i mean there's the you know text of like uh, emily's slash maddie's mother um, that she was raped at the age of 15 and she was forced to carry the babies to, you know, to term. And, you know, there's there's that and the, the subtext of Maddie herself that she is kind of, I don't want to say being forced because I don't think that that's true, but like Maddie is carrying Gabriel, this living being within her and she would like to be able to excise it and she is kind of just living with this and she doesn't really have a I guess a choice in what happens with Gabriel and um I don't know I just felt like that there was a lot of subtext in this that how this is kind of like a coded as a pro-choice reproductive rights messaging movie um yeah let me know what you think about that in the comments on Instagram Okay, lastly, the Cabin in the Woods trinket. Um, I, <laughs> I, I think that it's an obvious one for this, and without just deciding the entire like kind of like leather jacket costume of Gabriel, I'm going to go with the trophy that he fashioned into a dagger, but I'm choosing the trophy before he sharpened it, so it's not the dagger, just because when you put an item in the basement of the Cabin in the Woods, you want to summon something, you want it to look innocent and that there's no way that this thing could be, you know, a, a token to summon a devil to come get me. So would it have it be a nice little genomics trophy? And by the way, super cool dagger, really awesome weapon. I kind of just loved all that. And it's it's a very cool uh, symbolic thing that 
Gabriel is killing these medical doctors with their award for pushing the boundaries of science and things that they probably shouldn't have been doing. Story-wise, it makes a lot of sense, and I found that to be very fun. I now expect Gabriel to be a popular cosplay Halloween costume, and I expect to see a lot of golden daggers this Halloween. Alright guys, that is going to do it today. This was a nice and quick little rapid review of Malignant from 2021, directed by James Wan. Hope that you guys got to enjoy this. Let me know what your thoughts were on the movie. I think that I'll end up enjoying it a lot more on a rewatch, but as I said, this movie is marketed as a paranormal movie, and I wasn't getting that paranormal haunted house atmospheric tension as I thought I was going to get, so I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then turns into this really crazy action sci-fi slasher movie, which was a ton of fun. So I hope that you guys enjoy this review and that you enjoy the movie. I want to say thank you to Shelly. She is a really awesome supporter on buymeacoffee.com. If you would like to support me there, please head over to buymeacoffee.com slash Horror. Or if you can't do that, that's totally fine. I get it. If you want to support me <laughs> in a very different way, please just share me with a friend. Give me a rating on iTunes and tag me on Instagram and Twitter at Horror. That would mean the world to me. And comment your thoughts on the Instagram post and let me know what you thought of Malignant. I would love to carry the conversation on there. All right, guys, I will see you next week with my Fear Street kill grade. I hope to not get killed by y'all because I was kind of critical of that movie, but we could all have fun, right? We could have different opinions. (laughs) All right, guys, enjoy good movies. See you next time.